You're listening to PK's Geek Kingdom, Episode 3. 80s cartoons and a whole lot of derailing. Now, when I sat down to start recording Episode 3, I had something of an epiphany and decided that uh, the Geek Kingdom wasn't really going to cover anything Disney Parks related anymore. Now, this isn't because I don't love the Disney Parks or don't go anymore or don't plan on going in the future. It's just... Really, if you look at the podcasting universe, there is a lot of Disney-related podcasts out there. And I thought, why regurgitate information that's already being covered on 15, 16, 20 different podcasts when I can talk about stuff that I love more on a day-to-day basis and in my childhood? And that's 80s pop culture and pop culture in general. With my unique spin on it, if I call I say unique with air quotes, So yeah, so we're going to be covering more just your day-to-day geekdom here on The Kingdom. So this week, uh, I sat down and recorded with a buddy of mine, David, who you'll hear kind of our backstory and where we met and whatnot uh, when we get into the segment. But we talk a good long time about something in particular that uh, he and I started talking about briefly on Twitter, him more than I. I just saw him tweeting about it and went, hey, that would make a podcast. So (laughs) I decided to get him on the show and we could talk about it at length. Um, You'll also see that that conversation derails literally within the first 15 seconds and continues to derail and digress and go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole, uh, wrapping up with actually talking about Disney, even though I said this wasn't going to be a Disney podcast anymore. But you know what? It's my show. I can do what I want. So, bing, bang, boom. So, sit back and relax and enjoy episode three. Okay, so this week's topic, I guess kind of stems from a Twitter feed that I was watching of a buddy of mine that we actually go back a long time. And ironically, we've, Oh, you know, (laughs) yes, yes, we do go back a long time. I mean, I mean, I want to say like early aughts, right? Uh, I, is it that I was, I was thinking mid to late, maybe like 2005. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so uh, yeah, we know each other from musicals.net. I was I didn't I didn't know whether or not we were gonna bring that up. But yeah, I okay, mean so, <laughs> so this is my buddy David. Um yeah, we met on a message board. A message a me- board. Yes. A musicals yeah. message board. If you remember um, what those are, a message right. board. Kids, a message board <laughs> was this thing that existed before you could do private messages and messaging through everything that you touched. Right. And if you think if you think Twitter in 2020 has drama. Oh Jesus Christ! That had nothing Man. on message board message Holy boards cow. in the early to mid in the early to mid two thousands. Yeah, no I doubt. Mean, oh my gosh! Like, and moderators, and if you were a moderator, oh. then you, you, know, you had the power um, <laughs> that got abused. Yes, like, I mean, yes, it did. Absolute power, my brother. Uh, I remember there were <laughs> factions upon factions. Oh my gosh! There were message boards that split into other message boards. There was one. Um, okay, we're we're totally derailing, and we haven't we even gotten into the. We've no, we haven't started, started the topic. Um, but uh, there was one that we. Uh, do you remember board.com? No. Okay, so there was this website um, called board.com, and it had like 
it, it was a clickbaity website before clickbait was a thing. Sure. But it had a message board on it. And inside of that websites did. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you really weren't a website unless you had a message board. Um, I mean, truly, truly. but they had, um, this was back for before it was, before it was don't read the comments kids. It was don't read responses to your messages on a message board Do not, because people will tear you apart. And I'm like, I don't know you, but I hate you. That's, yeah. that's kind of welcome to the internet. Um, but yeah, so board.com had this, uh, this message board and man, it was, I don't understand how something called board.com can have some of the most contentious <laughs> conversations. Cause they were all most, bored. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I'll buy that. They were so bored that all they had to do was complain yeah. to each other. So yeah. So anyway, so back to what I, the original <laughs> idea Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't mean to derail us. No, 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 I no, just... no, that's fine. Cause I was going to talk about it. I was debating talking about it at some point anyway, okay. cause you know, we were those, we were those two, um, rare unicorns of, uh, the straight men on a musical theater. <laughs> as a sport, um, yes, we were. that were already spoken for. So it was like, right. why are we here? Um, anyway, because we don't want to talk about musicals Pat. because we want Cause I can't talk about Sondheim enough, man. Um, Actually, that's a lie. I've kind of reached my saturation of Sondheim right now. Uh, but so David was talking about 80s cartoons, which is something I was going to talk about on the show at some point anyway. But rather than do one of these like stayed, stale, like top 10, top five, whatever lists, I thought, you know what? We're just going to like freewheel it and just talk about the insanity oh, man. that were cartoons of the 1980s and i mean i think we're roughly the same age right man yeah uh, i'm i'm 43 i'm 45 so okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we're right we're right there within a couple of years of each other exactly and and i watched them until i was way too old to be watching them anyway same. um Absolutely. because i mean i still watch them i i'm not gonna lie uh but yeah so it was uh, the 80s was like this wild wild west of just if it was an intellectual property that existed in another form, then we're going to make a cartoon about it. If it right. was a video game, it was going to get a cartoon. If it, uh, if it was a live action sitcom that actually started in the seventies, <laughs> it was going to get a cartoon. Um, <laughs> I, I just, uh, yeah. The happy days cartoon, happy days, Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy. Yes. The whole happy days. Yeah. milieu. Absolutely. Had it's, it's, it's just it's just a shame we never got that love American style. Cartoon. I mean, it, I mean, you got to know that, that probably would have just tied it all together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the fact that the Happy Days cartoon. So I guess we're we're into this now. So yeah. the Happy Days cartoon, um, it was about a time traveler that goes back to 1950 whatever and meets the Fonz and Richie and Ralph Mouth and Potsy. And the Fonz has a dog that yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember the dog's name. I should be like the good, you know, podcast host and have all that information in front of me, but forget it. I don't oh, know. I have the dog's name. Do you? Yeah. The dog's name was Mr. Cool. <laughs> okay. So, you know, screw and actually having the, anything, you know. <laughs> and the girl from the future was Cupcake. Cupcake. So in the future, all people were named after desserts. I guess. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'll buy it. 
I'll change sure. my name to. I'm just, that means tomorrow I'm going to start going by Tiramisu. Um, <laughs> I mean, why not? Sure. I'll I'll call like my it. I'll call my wife um, Creme Brulee. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you had this ha- Happy Days cartoon, which, by the way, I actually found something out recently, yesterday, as a matter of fact, about how those cartoons even happened. Um, Gary Marshall, who, of course, created Love American Style, Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He decided at some point he wanted to be able to keep these characters in kind of the forefront of people's minds and to grow a younger audience. So he decided he wanted cartoons and he went to ABC, who he had a deal with. I believe it was ABC. And at the time, there was that great cartoon, Thundar the Barbarian. You remember Thundar? Oh, I love Thundar the Barbarian. Thundar, this, uh, and we'll get to Thundar, but Thundar was this very successful cartoon, and I believe it was 1980, 1981, sure. and it had great ratings. It actually played to a, a, a slightly older cartoon audience. I'm using air quotes for that, older cartoon <laughs> audience. Um, and But they decided, Gary Marshall decided he wanted that time slot. And so he actually used his Gary Marshall powers to get Thundar canceled so that Happy Days, the cartoon, could live. Wow. So that's the reason we lost Thundar, was I, because of the Fonz, Cupcake, and Mr. Cool. I know that Ookla the Mock could not have been happy about this. I know, none of them. P.S. You know how expensive those toys are. That's um, uh, that's that's another rabbit hole. I, I have no idea. Oh my gosh, they 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 didn't make toy action figures of those figures until like the early two thousands, and they're already oh, like, okay. expensive. And I should have bought them when I saw them originally, but that was just me not being smart. Anyway, Thunder uh, the Bar- Thunder the Barbarian, I remember as being a cornerstone uh, cartoon of the USA Cartoon Express. Yes, yes, it was. Um, and I loved Thunder. And in my brain, there were. A ton, like like seasons and seasons worth of episodes of Thundar. There was like a season. Yeah, there's like 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 twelve up twenty twenty episodes. I think maybe, something like that. Maybe twenty twenty in the twenty range. But it was great because Thundar was this Thunder was this great post apocalyptic cartoon that was the it's you know it's the not too distant future and the 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 moon has been split in half <laughs> and like. The, the cities are, are are crumbling around you, and like sorcery and wizardry has become like intermingled with science. So right. you have like these techno wizards, and and then you have Thundar, who's this barbarian character, very much influenced by you know like I would say Conan. I think I, I would imagine Conan was a very large influence. I would imagine on it. Of course, then he had the Sun Sword though, because by God, somebody had to have a lightsaber and everything at some point. Oh, definitely. Um, and you had to have something to sell. In, in exactly. You got to have something like that. So, and then Ukla, like you mentioned, Ukla the Mock, who was Chewbacca. Right. Let's face it. And then he had Princess Ariel, who was a princess who could do magic. Why? Ooh. I don't know. Just because. Her name is literally like an anagram of Leia with an, with an R added. Oh my gosh, you are exactly right. I never thought about that. So. That's insane. Wow. But yeah, and then... What I loved about it was I'm a big comic book guy, especially vintage comics. And I love the fact that Thundar, the character designs, all kind of came from Jack Kirby. Um, sure. If you, if you know who Jack Kirby is, yeah. he's 
you know, Jack the King Kirby, who created things, everything from like the new gods for BC. Um, that's all that's coming to me right now is the most obscure possible thing that he created. It's the <laughs> only one that's coming to me right now. I am the worst podcaster ever. Um, I anyway, mean, you know, yeah, had, but, I mean, he was he was there with with Stan and you know the early was, days of Marvel creating Lee, Captain America and yeah, Fantastic was, Four. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Kirby's style, his visual style was very specific. Like if you saw Kirby art, you knew it was Kirby art, and you can actually look at the Thundar character designs and go, yeah, that's totally Kirby designs. And yeah, that I actually watched a couple of Thundar episodes not too long ago. I pulled them up on the YouTube's. And I was like, this show holds up. Like, not a lot of cartoons from the 80s hold up. Sure. Thundar holds up. Now, some of the dialogue is... Uh, but, <laughs> but like, they're still, like, fun. Like, they're still really good adventures. And, and it was something that, you know, nowadays, something like Thundar probably wouldn't be created because it's not... It's not tied to something else. Like, and I feel like from the night, from like the mid to late nineties forward, any sort of cartoon property had to be tied to another established kids juvenile property of something. Sure. Even if it's as loose as just being Disney. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, how many iterations of Marvel cartoons did we get from like the mid nineties forward? Right. You but know, I mean, so like, I, even the original, even the original, like the stuff that's technically original, um, like your Phineas and Ferbs and um, your Gravity Falls, that stuff all was bankrolled by Disney because they oh, saw something in it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. But yeah, so it's like, so like something like Thundar would never get made today okay. unless it was made for an adult audience. Sure. You know, I, like I could, yeah, I, I could, I could, I could see that showing up on Adult Swim. I would love to see like a. I would love to see some great independent animator pick up the Thundar IP and like try to do like not a modern take because that's that's not what I mean, but you know like to like redo redo it to update it a little bit, but like but keep it in that same time period of post apocalyptic future, Um, but like but like give it a really dark, grim and gritty adult feel. Yeah, Um, I think it could really really work because you've got cartoons like. Like I look at like Samurai Jack or something like that that looks extremely juvenile, but that is not a juvenile cartoon by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, um, but yeah, Thundar. I, I'm I'm glad we kind of got we went from Happy Days to Thundar. Well, and and I think one of the, one of the interesting things as I've watched these intros is it seems like the stuff that looks like it still might be good is the more serious stuff. Oh, yeah, I think a, a lot of the a lot of those adaptations um, were really products of their time. And yeah. a lot of like the more comic stuff seems to also have been of a generation where maybe those jokes aren't nearly as funny as they used to be. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean that stuff really doesn't. Yeah, the lot most of the humor does not hold up. Um, yeah, you were talking about the weird ones. I'm I really I really I went down a rabbit hole recently about the really strange ones, and it's ones that okay. oddly enough I always kind of lean towards. Like like the weirder the Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid, the more I kind of really dug them. So like, what you're saying is that you're a big Rubik the Amazing. Cube. Oh my god, that is exactly what I was thinking of. Oh my <laughs> lord, Patrick. 
I, oh my gosh, that is exactly the. There's two of them. If you can guess the other one I was thinking of, then you win the prize. Oh, there was two. It was Rubik uh, the Amazing Cube yeah. and I don't know. The Cubert cartoon is really weird. No, Turbo Team. Okay, yeah, Turbo Team. Turbo Team is goofy. Okay, so it's... kids. Back in the 80s, there was this toy called the Rubik's Cube. And today we still have them. It's that wonderful little puzzle toy that's a cube with the multicolored squares on it that you it's all scrambled. And now there's competitions to see who can solve them the fastest. And you can find all these great videos of people like doing them in like less than 30 seconds. And it blows my brain away because sure. I, I I to this day, I still I still have my Rubik's Cube from when I was a kid. I still only have the green side solved. My um, son was literally working on a five by five one earlier today. Oh my oh my gosh. I, I have a buddy of mine. Again, rabbit hole. I have a buddy of mine who has kids that are just getting ready to start college, but one of their triplets and one of them is a nationally ranked Rubik's Cube champion. Wow. Like, he does those, like, 32 by 32. Jeez. You know, I mean, like, like it's it's obscene. Like, I look at it, and my stomach gets in, like, <laughs> like my anxiety just goes just, just off the charts. But, yes, so somebody but, in the 80s decided, hey, this Rubik's Cube is really popular. What if it had like a face? What if, we, what if it had a face and an and arm? No, it didn't have arms. It had legs. No, it had legs. It had it legs. It had legs and a, and a head. Yes, and a Latino family that it played with. Because, sure. Um, and it was Rubik the Amazing Cube. And it, and it came to life when one of the kids solved it. And all right. of a sudden, this face popped out and these legs. And it had this really high grating voice. Um, and if it ever got into any sort of trouble and got knocked where it was unsolved then all of a sudden it wasn't alive anymore so you okay and and without fail every episode ended up with family gets into trouble with rubik the amazing cube rubik's the only one with his magic rubik powers that can save them but oh no it's gotten unsolved so they have to find a way to get their hands on it again and solve it and bring rubik back to sentience <laughs> <laughs> And save the day. Save oh, us, small, colorful cube man. Okay, so two, two pieces of trivia. Okay, about Rubik the Amazing Cube. Do you remember who did the theme song? I don't. Okay, keeping with keeping with the Latino family. Was it was it Menudo? It absolutely was Menudo. All right, all right. Hang on a second here. I think I've got something. That's Rubik the Amazing Cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so I, as soon as you, as soon as you, I, as, literally, I, I was trying to pull it up and then you were talking about it and you said Latino and I went, oh, duh. It was. And I believe they ended up with their own cartoon at some point. I'm sure they did. They actually did, the, again, another rabbit hole. They actually did the the theme song to a couple of cartoons. Yeah. They did this one. They did, well, three that I know of. This one, one for their own. And then there was a Nickelodeon cartoon that was an import called um was it ulysses 
Hmm. Anyway, there was this weird like French cartoon that was imported in the eighties. There was two of them. There was, you know, uh, the mysterious cities of gold. Right. I remember that. Um, and and then there was another one called uh, I, I'm 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 butchering it. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay. But it was um, while you're looking that up, yes, you please. know who voiced Rubik? I'm gonna say Frank Welker. No, Rubik was voiced by Ron Pelillo. Ron Pelillo, who you what might if... not recognize that name, but you would definitely recognize him if you heard him go, oh, oh, oh my Mr. God, Carter, Mr. Horshack. Carter. Yeah, Ron Horshack Perillo. Horshack was, was Rubik. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it was Spartacus and the Sun Beneath the Sea. That was okay, the Nicholas. I vaguely <laughs> remember that. There was, I'm going to, I'm going to completely pimp something else on, on my podcast right now. There's this great YouTube documentary series called Knickknacks. Oh. Um, and is it it's, about early? Is it about the early years of Nickelodeon? It is episode after episode. If there's like seventy something episodes now of it on YouTube, going through like the early different series. Oh man, we're, we're about to, we're about to dive into another rabbit hole here. Oh my god, I love early Nickelodeon. There, I mean, you these can't guys do that on television. Really good. These are um, really 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 good documentaries. This guy does great. great work. Um, the uh, the pinwheel one alone. Oh. Which is, which I think may be the longest one to date on pinwheel was great. Um, but yeah, pinwheel. Um, but you yeah, can't I've... do that on television, Turkey television. Oh my God. Turkey TV. Okay. So I was addicted to Turkey TV. Yeah. Where, what, what is this? Ep- I'm not even sure what they call this episode anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, Turkey, Turkey television, random, I... random tangents with Patrick. Right, this, is, this is, this is tangent, tangent mania running wild. Uh, brother. We that's another show we'll be doing in the future too. Um, the, I remember as a kid when Nickelodeon because we were we were one of those early cable adopters. Yep, my family was, um, and which apparently I was we were that was not the norm. Like I was like I had cable in like the late seventies, and they were like you were weird and rich. I guess I was like I don't. Yeah, know. I remember my dad springing for it in like eighty one. Yeah, but I remember Nickelodeon, and it was like it all it was. I just thought it was pinwheel. That's all I thought it was. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, all the time. Because at that point, you're like six, and that's, I mean, well, and they would do like these three to four hour blocks of right. it, and and I and I I, I loved I I love I can still that that theme song is indelibly etched into my brain. Sure. Just I I will never forget it. Like I'll I'll probably be on my deathbed going. Pinwheel, pinwheel, spinning around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember like, Absolutely. what is he? Is he, delir- is he delirious? He's like, no, he just has a no, lot he's, of. No, he's he's four. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's regressing. He's just regress. That's right. He's all of a sudden he's five years old again. Um, less, um, less. Uh, but I, yeah, so Turkey. I TV, really loved. They, I really loved like all those weird imported, like weird imported shows that they had. That like shows are like the interstitials on pinwheel, the pinwheel interstitials. Sure. Like like the little cartoons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those, um, like Hatchie Town, where all the people lived in hats. Or um, that was the first time I ever saw the old Simon, right? Um, cartoons in the land of chalk drawings mm-hmm. was on uh, pinwheel, but and and then there was all those other ones that like didn't like I can't even they were they were all imports like European imports right. of like independent animators. And they were just excited to get something on Western television. 
So they just kind of sign them over. That's why, but then again, that's why you'll never see like pinwheel on DVD or streaming or anything like that, like actually curated because of the rights. Right. Because, because Viacom and you know, or whoever holds Nickelodeon now doesn't have any rights to that stuff. No, I mean, and it was all licensed and it's all, that's hundreds of hours. So the only way you can find, I mean, you can find a lot of pinwheel on YouTube. I mean, the quality is not great. But it's there. Like, I've seen, like, whole three-hour blocks of Pinwheel. And I've started to watch and go, oh, that's cool. And I'll click on it. And after, like, three minutes, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I can't, it starts to really grate on you after a while. Yeah. It's just like, these are some wacky Canadians. Got you last. Yeah, got you last. Oh, my gosh. I just remember, oh, I, re- I remember the, the, green, the green guy. There was a green puppet. Yeah, I vaguely, I mean... My memories of that are less clear than my memories of like the Great Space Coaster. Oh my gosh, which is another, literally that's that's something else that was in my head. Um, which is another one that kind of had the same format as Pinwheel, right? Just a smaller, just in a half hour block. But a lot of those same interstitials showed up on both. Yeah, like I remember, yeah. I, I remember seeing something on Pinwheel and going, "Oh, I already saw that on the Great Space Coaster." <laughs> Great Space Coaster. P.S. Is where I was introduced to musical theater writing legend Marvin Hamlish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was sure. a guest on the yep. Great Space Coast. <laughs> That's right. Why? I, I, to this day, say no good news is good good news. No, I, I, I very frequently have um, been known to go into that as well. I am Gary Gnu is, 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 is my, Gary Gnu is my, uh, is 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 in is on my Mount Rushmore of great uh, journalists. It's it's Walter Cronkite, it's Tom Brokaw, it's uh, Barbara Walters, and Gary Gnu. I mean, Gary Gnu needs to be right up there, right up there in the Washington spot. I mean, truly, truly. I mean, it's and that weird what, what that there was the weird elephant with like the satellite dish ears, right. And the band that wasn't really a band. And even when I was a kid, I was like, they're not really playing. Whatever. <laughs> you swim in a sea of lies. Um, but yeah, Great Space Coaster was, again, that's another one that, you know, you can, and you can find very little Great Space Coaster on the internet. It's really strange. It hasn't right. been completely expunged from the world, but I mean, you have to do some serious deep dives to like find, I found one fan site, but it doesn't look like it's been updated since like, like 2002 or something. It still has one of those like GeoCity, you know, counters. Oh, lovely. The, how, the many, how many times this page has been visited? <laughs> yeah, it's still got like one of those, and, like, and like one of those things, you know, where you could like, you know, the guest book. You like sign the guest oh, book. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's All that right. it's that level of website still. It's never been okay. never been updated. Um, but yeah, so doubling back to Rubik, um, right? Turbo Teen, so from Rubik to Turbo Teen, which to me. I mean, I didn't realize this at the time because, you know, I was like seven. But watching that intro and that show now, I'm like, this is a complete um, allegory for male puberty. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when he gets fused with his car and, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just let the intro speak for itself. How about that? <laughs> How about that? We'll just we're just gonna let this intro speak for itself. It was a stormy night when a bolt of lightning forced me off the road. My car skidded into a government laboratory where a top secret experiment was underway. 
I swerved into the path of Dr. Chase's molecular transfer ray, causing me and my car to become one. Right now, if you're, you're literally turning into a that. I mean, uh, all of I mean that that whole the whole thing is like lovingly ripped off from Knight Rider. I mean, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's a sentient car, essentially, but it's a it's a teenage boy who, when he gets hot, turns into this sports car, and then when he cools down, <laughs> he turns back into a teenage boy. I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I yeah, I don't I don't know what they were um alluding to. With uh, that at all, because no idea. That is a completely innocent idea. I don't know where yeah. they would have yeah. been going with that, and and um and copious amounts of cocaine could oh, not have man. been. <laughs> oh, I can't even I can't even imagine uh, the 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 used twenty dollar bills that would come out of a oh my god a, uh, a cartoon writing room in the 1980s oh my gosh where they're just like go crazy and here's a lot of blow um <laughs> give us so, something yeah, exciting. so you had like so you had like all those weird you had the weird adaptations that we were talking about earlier like the happy days and the laverne and shirley and gilligan's planet and and punky brewster oh yes punky brewster with her friend glomer glomer <laughs> Glomo, hold on, punky friends. Oh my god. I think everybody everybody's got a glomer for someone. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Everybody our age. Yeah. Um <laughs> so you had that. You had the weird celebrity cartoons. Yeah. Uh like one of the ones that I talked about when I was doing that Twitter thread was the Mr. T cartoon. Oh my gosh. Where I it features Mr. Where it features Mr. T as a chaperone for a gymnastic team. Cause you know. <laughs> right. And they get into adventures. Right. In their like, van. In, yeah, their, in van. their van. Because I feel like you can't have Mr. T without having some sort of van. Of course not. But um, but yeah, I was I had the Mr. T animated series board game. Wow. Yeah, that was the thing. That is a I, niche product of a niche product. I mean, for you. And and I was a big I was a big proponent of the Mr. T cereal. Which really uh. was which was really just Captain Crunch faced in the teeth yeah, and I mean, shapes because that's lot of, that, the shreds. Yeah, that's what a lot of those those like licensed uh, cereals were. It was just some other cereal that they made in shapes. Yeah, like exactly. I think what was the C three PO cereal? C three PO pops. Yeah, C3PO's. yeah, but it was like corn yeah. pops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I Mr. T the cartoon, Mr. T the board game, Mr. Right. T the cereal. I pity the fool. Who don't eat my cereal. Right. And then you had like the video game adaptations. Oh, those are great. Usually had nothing to do with the game. Oh, without a doubt. Like yeah. the fact that Pac-Man was like, he was like a, a, a worker in like the power pellet forests. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I, f I feel like they used the old Jackie Gleason's Honeymooners TV oh. series as kind of the template for the Pac-Man cartoon. Yes, they did. Um, it, well, yeah, it was really weird. And then you had, it wasn't okay. You couldn't just have the ghost monsters as they called them. Um, but then you had to have the, 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 the evil bad guy that the ghost monsters worked for. Right. Who's, I don't, I don't even remember again. I, the names escaped and me. He was, and he was like trying to steal the power pellets. I want the power pellets. 
Why? And, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pac-Man, Pepper Pac-Man, mm-hmm. Pac-Baby. Pac-Baby. And then the dog, the, the dog chomp, and the cat. Chomp. Yeah, and there was a cat. Who's, yeah. You know, whatever. But then and then they had Christmas. There was a Christmas special. So so so, so Christmas. <laughs> Not only not only was there a, a Flintstones Christmas, which even as a child confused the hell out of me, because right. I'm like, how, because, how uh, wait, isn't this supposed to be BC? Right, I I don't understand your timeline here, um, but yeah, but then Packland, Santa came to Packland, sure, because Maybe. you know, sure, ah. again, copious amounts of cocaine. Um, uh, Mesmeron was the was Mesmeron, the, the overarching bad guy in right. the pack. Oh my gosh, that's exactly right. And he was like a bad Doc off Darth Vader looking dude. Um, yeah, yeah. The big with the big grill mask thing. He was. But then there was that. But then CBS, you know, Pac like, Pac Man was okay, but CBS had that whole CBS Supercade. Yep. Which they they cycled out like five or six different shows. Yeah, there was like a dungeon. There was like a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, a Donkey Kong cartoon, a Frogger, a Frogger cartoon where Frogger was inexplicably a reporter, a, a journalist, and like yeah. a 1950s. But it yeah. was like a 1950s like, thing because he was like in a Letterman's jacket and, and wearing a fedora. Yeah, you know, because like mm-hmm. in the brim. But yeah, so there was in that supercade there was there was a Donkey Kong, there was a Donkey Kong Junior. There was like where, where Donkey, Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. rode a chopper. Right. There was a kangaroo. Talk deep dive here. Kangaroo, which is nothing but a horrible, like ColecoVision knockoff Donkey Kong game, sure. had its own cartoon. Yeah, I would actually, I would actually compare it more to Popeye. Yeah. Okay. That's the fair. Popeye game. That's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And I was mistaken. Frogger wasn't the fifties when it Cubert. No, oh, yeah. Cubert was the fifties one where he's wearing like, where it's, he's like a weird cross between Archie, between Archie and, uh, Richie Cunningham. Right. Exactly. And yeah, that was the one that had the fifties feel to it. Um, pitfall, Harry mm-hmm. pitfall. There was a pitfall one and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing. I think in there they put a, um, dragon's lair. Was I know there space. was a Dragon's Lair cartoon because and I made a, a joke because I made a joke about not having to spend a hundred dollars to get to the end of it. Exactly. <laughs> there was a because there was a Dragon's Lair and a Space Ace cartoon. I don't remember the Space Ace. Cartoon. Yeah, and it stinks because you know you had the, both of those had that great Don Bluth animation <laughs> and, and the those Saturday yeah, morning cartoons, cartoons have worse animation than the video games. Nope, nope. That was some like Deke level. Garbage, like it I mean, was. Ba- it was bad. Yeah, it was some sloppy, was, sloppy, sloppy animation. Not, not good. I keep hearing rumors that they're going to do a um a live action Dragon's Lairs film that Ryan Reynolds is like optioned or something for himself. Interesting. Which like I would buy. I would like to see Ryan Reynolds as Dirk the Daring. I think that would actually be kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think he could pull that. that off. I think he could pull that off. Um. But yeah, now the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, that's one that holds a very special place in the cockles of my heart. I adored the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon as a kid. Okay. And I I, I remember it was because number one, because it was one of the only Saturday morning cartoons that I felt was almost a serialized story. Because you kind of had a through line for the entire thing. Right. You had this group of kids who go on this dark ride. Um, at a carnival called the Dungeons and Dragons ride, 
Um, how P.S. How cool would that have been if like you've gone to a carnival and saw a Dungeons and Dragons ride? <laughs> Ten year old me, that would have blown my mind. Sure. So they get on this ride, and all of a sudden they're sucked into this other world where they become um, a ranger, a barbarian, a magician, a thief, a cavalier, and an acrobat. They're given each of those classes, and then there's this little Yoda-like dude, because, again, Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, called the Dungeon Master, who would kind of guide them through this world. And then there was this baby, the baby unicorn, the little barbarian kid took care of him, Uni. And then you had these, to me, the scariest animated bad guy of any Saturday morning cartoon, and that was Venger. Okay. Who was on that big winged black horse dragony looking thing that had that one horn coming off the side of his head? He, he, to me, he always no other like Skeletor. Skeletor is not a threat. Cobra Commander is not a threat. Right. You know they're goofy. Venger voiced by Chris Latta is not exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, But Venger, Venger, like Venger, always to me felt legit. Who was voiced by Peter Cullen? Right. Um. I was like, he, to me, was like an actual threat. And not only did you have Venger, then you also had Tiamat, who was that big, multi-headed dragon. And if you didn't have one breathing down your neck, you had Tiamat with multiple heads breathing down your neck. Right. And I always hoped, you know, to watch that, when I was a kid, to watch that final episode when they finally get to go home. Because it was always, you know, it was always building towards... Oh, this is the next thing that there's an opportunity. They get back to their real world. And of course, something would always go wrong or they, they, there would be a portal to the real world, but they'd realize if they take it, that they'd be leaving somebody else in distress. So they would not use it or whatever. So they would never actually end up going home. And I always wanted there to be that episode where we got to see them go home. Well, thanks to number one, it was apparently it was one of the more expensive animated cartoons back in the, for CBS back in the day, number one. Number two, while most of the creators of the series kind of, you know, pish posh it off, um, I'm still of the opinion that I think the satanic panic of the 1980s killed it off. Killed that show off. Yeah, killed that show off early. But what's interesting is you can get a, um, I think it's through Shout Factory, you can get a DVD of the entire run of the show, which I own. And there, there's one episode that was never completed, and it was the final episode, and it was for them to actually go home. But that DVD set came with the script. Oh, uh, for that final episode, which I'd love to tell you how it ends. I've still never read it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's like I never wanted to. I never wanted to end. Um, it's just sitting on the shelf, and I'm like, someday, one day, I'm gonna pull that script out and like do like a do like, like a Zoom reading of it or something. There you go. There you go. Of the of the final episode, that would have been a good quarantine right. project, right? Totally, yeah. Well, yeah. Hindsight, um, but yeah, I was yeah. So Dungeons and Dragons was huge for me, and there was a toy line. If you I don't know if you remember, there was a Dungeons and Dragons toy line about the same Vaguely. time. And the ironic thing being, there was some sort of miscommunication as far as rights go. So, and I talked about this in my toy episode actually, where. Uh, the toy company that made the action figure, the Judges of Dragons action figures, did not have the rights to the characters from the cartoon. Mm. So anybody that wanted to play as any of those teenagers or those kids could not have action figures of them. Oh. Because they did not have the rights to them. There was only 
two characters from the series that ever actually had action figures made, and that was one called like Lionheart or Braveheart. It was some paladin. He showed up in one episode, and then there was an actual Tiamat the dragon that they made. Right. Um, but everything else, it was like generic bad wizard, generic good wizard, evil, you know, evil warrior, troll. I mean, it was all this really generic stuff. But they're really cool figures. I've got them actually sitting here staring um, at a shelf with about five or six of them that I've got right now um, in my office because <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to recollect them. And some of them like that team at, you know, it, it's more than my it's more than my car payment. Wow. Like, uh, I really want one, but I really don't want to. Oh, my gosh. I'm hoping to find one of the wild one day and not on eBay where they're going to just like gouge the bejesus out of me. Sure. For it. But holy cow. But yeah, so uh, needless to say, and there were some actually, um, there were some big voices on that show. So you had Peter Cullen voicing Venger. And then on the good guy side, you had um, uh, Danny Most. Again, we're going back to Happy Days. Oh, boy. He was the voice. Ralph Mouth himself. He was one of the voices of one of the good kids, as was Willie Ames of Charles and Charles. Oh, man. Bible man. Bible man. Yes. Also, buddy. Also, buddy Lembeck. But buddy I mean, Lembeck, aka Bible Man. That's right. Boy, the main characters in that show really. Oh, that. No, nah, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna yeah, go that. Not, I'm not gonna, I don't. I not really don't want to go. So, oh, I really don't want to go on a Scott Bayo rant. <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm blocked by Scott Bayo on Twitter. It's one of my fa- It's one of my claims to fame. Oh, um, so yeah. So anyway, I, I get that. Like I said, um, the the good old um, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Um, uh, I was trying to think of some other Saturday morning cartoons that really. You know, I, I was a big fan of Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, of course. Sure. Um, uh, which P.S. does not hold up at all. No, and oh the, it's the hard, fact, hard watch. The voices are way worse than I remember them. Yeah. Like Brad Garrett's Hulk Hogan doesn't sound anything like Hulk Hogan. No, and and Andre and and Andre the Giant is far more intelligible. Yeah, I was going to say, say you can actually understand what what Andre the Giant is saying. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and 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 going back to the whole cocaine thing, whoever was doing the reads on Rowdy Roddy Piper must have um, done some research of what his yes, life was. I was going to say, well, they were trying to be authentic. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, you're right. The voices on that show and the storylines made no sense. Like when, yeah. to, like they were going to space. <laughs> there was, oh man. There was, one, there was one where like the Iron Sheik and Nikolai, uh, I want to say it was the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, or maybe it was one of the good guys, one of the bad guys, one of the, but they were both training to be astronauts. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, Oh, uh, I can only imagine the Iron Sheet saying that he will humble the yeah, well, yeah. facial Break challenger. Back. Break your back. It's it's un, it's unfortunate that B. Brian Blair wasn't in that cartoon. Oh my gosh, there were a couple of characters I, I'd read that they were supposed to be on there that weren't and got switched out. Um, and I yet know they kept, and yet they kept Jimmy Snooker. They kept Jimmy. Uh, kept Jimmy Snooker. Uh, my my personal favorite that was missing from that show was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, um, but I, and what, and, what and how really do you, how do you not have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on there? I know, right? And and the fact that by the time the cartoon was actually on the air, 
Roddy Piper was no longer a heel. Right. So that was conf- and of course as a kid, I mean, I didn't it, that didn't make a, a bit of sense to me. I mean, I didn't get it. So whatever. But yeah, I was like, so by the time the show was actually made into air, and he was no longer that that face heel dynamic had come completely changed. And I think Andre had actually gone heel at that point as well. Right. Um, because that would have been around WrestleMania three. Yeah, because that was like 86, 87. It was right, right. you know, like after like obviously the rock and wrestling thing had become big. Yes. You know, so it's yeah. post it's clearly post WrestleMania one. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I want to say yeah, I want to say it was like 86, 87. So yeah, you're definitely we're definitely in that uh that Andre the Giant has turned bad and ripped the crucifix off Hulk Hogan's neck. Right, right, right. Which exposing I'm... him for the fake Christian that he is. <laughs> which uh which did not break my heart near as much as when Earthquake crushed crushed Damien. Um sure. but again, that's another rabbit hole to go down for another time. Because I can talk weird 80s WWF storylines and angles that 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 made more of a mark on me than my own parents' upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so, um, did any other? Did you have any others in mind? Uh, I mean, you know, there there were some other, you know, there were some others that I talked, you know, that I talked about. Um, I'm con, you know, Heath the Heathcliff theme song is one of the best th- cartoon theme songs of all time. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I was actually getting ready to talk about just the fact that. The '80s again was like the the peak of the a of the cartoon theme song, right? Um, and again, yeah, Heathcliff was going. But here's one, here's one that to me is my personal favorite. I'm going to start playing it. I want to see if you recognize it as soon as I start playing it. Here we go. Unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Sawboss. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep inside That's a that's a deep cut. That that was a favorite of mine. For some reason, I okay. like glommed onto that one. It was that's a it's a strange one, but but for me, that one was a a great one. Um, and it's another one where they they decided they were going to make a cartoon out of a toy line, but the cartoons mythology was did not match up with the toys at all. Okay. Like, like you had Jason the Wood Warriors, and Jason the Wood Warriors was about this kid named Jace who had a dad who was like this scientist who built these really cool vehicles, but then he got captured or whatever by these things called the monster machines, which were like the organic, techno-organic version of what his dad was building. And he had like a little robot knight friend and a, a sage wizard that, you know, guided him. Again, Star Wars. It all comes back to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so you had Jace and the World Warriors, and there was this all, oh, and there was like an aloof, you know, you know, shoots from the hip type, you know, friend of his that was very Han Solo-y. Um, but the toys that came out before it 
were not known as Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. It was just Wheeled Warriors. Okay. And all they had, the, vehicle, the vehicles were the same, but all they had as far as pilots were like these little itty-bitty little plastic dudes that fit inside the, the, uh, the cabins. Okay. The vehicles, um, that had like no like discernible detail or features to them whatsoever. Huh. So, and they never kind of backtracked and tried to toy, you know, to put them in. It was, it was weird because you had this, you know, it's very, it's a very <laughs> convoluted and it was a very contrived story that like cobbled together, you know, tropes from like 800 other cartoons and movies and whatever. But the character designs, I thought and still do think are very unique and actually really eye popping. Okay. But they never, they never went back and tried to like retrofit that stuff back into those. And I feel like though that toy line might have had a longer shelf life, and the cartoon therefore would have had a longer shelf life, if they had maybe kind of gone back and tried to jace up the Wild Warriors. Oh, <laughs> they never, which they never did, and it was right. like just miss, missed opportunity. But you're right, the Heathcliff, the Heathcliff. Theme song. I'll see if I can find the Heathcliff theme song. Heathcliff. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should terrorize the neighborhood. That, there we go. There, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, that is a commercial. Son of a... Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Grillmates. The podcast is brought to you by Grillmates. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. Please remain video... Oh, my gosh. This is I have the worst podcaster area. That's a that, that's a, that's a that's a pop in tune. You're not yeah. kidding. Yeah, that's that's a bop, as the kids say. Yeah, that's good. Uh, a little bit of trivia that I actually found out about Heathcliff uh, recently oh. um, about this cartoon. It had really good ratings, but uh, ended early. It was the Heathcliff character was the last original voicing that Mel Blanc ever did. I. I do know that, and that is and I think was, that is super interesting. And he got really sick um because he was a like multiple pack a day smoker. Mm, yeah. You know, from, from the time that he could, you know, smoke. Sure, because they thought that's they thought that cigarettes were good for you. Hey, totally. Um and well they are. We just we just try to ignore <laughs> it. Um but sure make you look cool. it completely ruined his voice and he actually got too sick to continue production on the show. Right. And that's why that show was actually canceled. A lot of people would say ahead of its time because sure. especially because you had two different, it was basically two different cartoons. You had the Heathcliff by himself cartoon. And, and then, then the it Cadillac kind of, then it kind of morphed into Heathcliff and the Cadillac cats. Right. Just like I, you know, I wasn't a Heathcliff. I, I watched Heathcliff and I enjoyed it, but I was more of a Garfield kid. Okay. Um, and the Garfield, I mean, let's face it, the Garfield cartoon is one of the greatest cartoons ever made. The, the, yes, the starting, however, Garfield and Friends. And again, however, talk about a great theme song. Yes. I mean, but the quality of the Garfield cartoon has less to do with Garfield and more to do with how good U.S. Acres is. Um, yes, you are exactly right. The thing that sold the Garfield stuff was the, all the was the voicing of Lorenzo music. Yes. Um, but yes, U.S. Acres, U.S. Acres was U.S. A, Acres is great. 
Oh my gosh, just so good. And I wish there was more. That's another one that I wish would be brought back. I hope you bring lots of spaghetti. Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. Come on in, it's fun, party with Garfield and friends. Oh my god, just just classic. Um, that's another one that that'll that'll just that'll, that's an earworm that'll get stuck in my head for the rest of the night. That's great. Yep. That's good. I didn't want to go to bed anytime soon. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. And I love the um before the cartoon, the Saturday morning cartoon. There were a couple of um, Garfield holiday specials. If you remember those, there was like a Halloween special and a Christmas special. Yeah, vaguely. That, that I read that I the, the Halloween one's really good. Um, but, uh, but the, the Christmas one is the one where they actually go to John Arbuckle's parents' house. Right. And his, and his, and his, and his parents are like, so super weird. <laughs> and yeah. I, 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 I remember that very, very well. But, um, but yeah, Garfield was a, a great one, but you know, other than like the Saturday morning cartoons, you know, so again, something that a lot of people have a hard time differentiating and it kind of gets kind of mushed together. And it's a, again, this is a soapbox issue of mine. The difference between a Saturday morning cartoon and an after school cartoon. Sure. And there is very a different dis- thing. Very different thing. Because to me, Turtles. that's an after, that's an after school cartoon. GI Joe after school cartoon, school cartoon, he man, he man, thundercats, school cartoon. Yes, absolutely. Silver Those Hawks. were syndicated on on your independent stations, your stations that would end up becoming Fox, right? Your stations exactly. that would end up becoming whatever you know, CW or WB. Yeah, yeah. That's Those another were... set of like really good theme songs. We could, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here. I could, I could play theme songs all night. Um, sure. But I'll be, I'll be the cartoon theme song D- DJ. The the combination of the Thundercats. I want to one day. I'm going to do a mashup of the Thundercats and Silverhawks. Okay theme songs because again talk about theme songs at bob that especially the i mean we all know the thundercats cartoon theme song that one's that one's a pretty common one classic but the silver do you remember the silverhawks one uh only because uh, only because i've seen it on those compilations i don't remember ever watching silverhawks man god and that was a show that like the I, i i was watching i was actually again i was watching one of those compilations not too long ago too and i was like wow the intro animation to the Silverhawk show. Really good. Is super good. And then it would get into like the actual meat of the show. And it was like, oh. <laughs> what happened? Uh, that's no fun. What happened? <laughs> it's, it's all goes to hell. And they they spent all the money on the intro. On the intro and, and on the theme song. Um, like the Thundercats theme song that was written by James Lipton. Um sure. Which, I'm not sure if that's actually true or just a urban legend. I'm I've never quite been able to like nail that down. I've um, read his memoir and I don't remember him talking about it. But yeah, it's but that like, doesn't. But I've read that like 15 years ago, so I don't remember, right. I don't know that that's doesn't mean anything. Right. And then of course, in the again, and this is getting out of the 80s a little bit, but then you get into like the Disney afternoon stuff. Sure. Um, that again. I'm actually rediscovering a lot of that now that I didn't watch because I was getting that was about the time that I was getting junior high into high school. Honestly, right. um, DuckTales was great, of course. Chippendales but, Rescue Rangers. 
Chippendales is the one that I'm really loving right now that I've really rediscovered on Disney Plus that I have rediscovered is Chippendales Rescue Rangers. And I'm again, I can look to my right in my office and I can see an original sketch of Chippendale and their Rescue Rangers outfit. Oh, nice. Along with um, the Funko action figures of the two of them that I have sitting with them. Yeah, I had that sketch commissioned while we were um, on one of our Epco- uh, Disney trips. We were at Epcot. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to get they, 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 they had the sketch artist and a couple of the art right. shops. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to do this. And when I sat there and chatted to the guy up for a while, and he actually usually they're just black and white, but he ended up liking our conversation so much that he put a little color into it. Oh, so that's cool. It's really cool. I really actually need to get a frame for it because it just kind of is sitting on a shelf of my wall, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've got a few, we've got a few sketches. My wife is a big Aladdin fan, mm-hmm. and so we have a sketch of we have a sketch of Aladdin and Jasmine like on Jasmine's balcony, uh-huh. and then we have a sketch of the genie. That's and awesome. those are both framed in like the actual like like Disney has these frames for their artwork that has like uh-huh. a Mickey head in the corner. Oh, cool! And yeah, so we I know, have those. I know exactly those. what you're talking about. Yeah, so. um, yeah. Have you have you again? We're gonna now we're gonna go. I said this wasn't gonna be a Disney podcast anymore. Guess what? I'm getting I'm getting ready to talk Disney. Um, so we go down for now for the Festival of the Arts every year. Okay. In Epcot, have you have y'all done that one yet? We have not. Um, it is my, our favorite festival now. It is It is one that I would love to do. Unfortunately, it comes at a bad time of year for us. Oh, okay. um, Like, literally, the week that it starts is is when my wife's busy season at work starts, because she's uh, in 401k compliance. Oh, And wow. so, like, okay. their busy season is basically mid-January through mid-March. Sure, sure. And so, sure. like, like, we were there, we were there this year... For my birthday, which is on January twelfth, and yeah, we, we left ju- like we just we just yeah, missed each other. We left like yeah. We remember we, we were actually we you got in the day we were leaving. That's right. Because That's right, you, and I, you and I, yeah, we arrived on the fifteenth. That was the day. That was the day we left. Yes. Um, because if I remember correctly, you and I were were Twitter messaging each other. Yes. And I think yes. we were actually both on the Skyliner at the same time. I, that would not surprise me. So that would not surprise me, which to me is the greatest newest thing they've added. Those uh, we 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 fell in love with it. We stayed at Caribbean Beach and used the Skyliner the entire time. We were only there for like a long weekend so that we could go down and do Rise of the Resistance. Yep. But um, which P.S. I'm I'm if I if I never have to write it again, that's fine because I'm never getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go to a park Uh, again. I don't I don't know if I could do that again. (laughs) That was hard. Yeah. Wait. But yeah, so so okay, story time. So we got to that park. We got an Uber. We got up at four. We got an Uber. We were at the park by like 5.15. We were the fifth and sixth person at the front of that park. Wow. Um, I mean, like literally, like I counted. Um, and yeah, it was, and we got in and we actually got, um, we got like the 10th, we were in boarding group 10. Okay. For the day, which that's pretty, that's pretty early on. Sure. Um, and I remember we were walking around and kind of waiting for it. And I kept checking the app and going, um, why is it that called us yet? Because I feel like it should have called our boarding group by now. Mm. And, oh, man. And I, fi- and I finally go over and I asked the cast member and they were like, yeah, it's, it's, down. it's down. Yeah. Was like, uh, so we kind of wandered. And of course, now you have a you have a park full of people that are there for a very specific reason. Yep. 
And there's not a lot of stuff open at seven o'clock in the morning at Disney Hollywood studio. Um, and except for standby lines for a couple of other attractions. So we just kind of wandered around galaxy's edge and we'd already done galaxy's edge back in the fall. So we literally were there to do rise of resistance and then get out of that park. And we just kind of wandered around. Like we got like breakfast Ronto wraps (laughs) and scarf those down. We, We'd gotten there. We had gotten there at roughly five fifteen. We finally actually rode at ten thirty. Okay, but we actually did get to ride, um, as opposed to another buddy of mine who went in, went through the whole rigmarole, got the. Did you do rise? Uh, yes, we did it twice. Okay. Oh, you did it twice. Golly, yes. man. Oh, you are. I I bow. Um, <laughs> that's. That's an I, ordeal. I, you know what? I, I give all, I give all the props to that to my wife. She was the one who got us into the boarding groups both times. She now, now so. my wife did get us into our boarding group. Like, cause I couldn't like, I'm sitting there on the app and I'm like, Meh. yeah, um, but she got, and she got it on hers, but she looked at me after we finished. She went, this is your one. Uh, and she and she's a Disney fan, and and you know what? She, she's a Disney person. Like, like, like I am, like you are and whatnot, but, right. but like, the the four o'clock and the five o'clock in the morning stuff, that is that is not when Kate's function very well. Sure. Um, sure. So she was like, "This is your one." So yes, yeah, so my buddy actually got through the pre-show up to the big room full of troopers. Okay. And then got told oh, it's gone offline, and they gave him they bummer. they gave him they gave him a fast pass and said. Come back later and you'll get fast passed in. Like, cool. Um, so they actually went back to the resort and came back later in the day, got to the same room and happened again. Oh, no. And they went, well, huh. they're like, well, here's a fast pass for the next day. And they're like, well, that was supposed to be our Magic Kingdom day. He goes, well, they, they changed their plans and yada, yada, yada. Sure. They go in the next day, happened again. Exact uh, same spot. He never, he and his never got luck. to ride. They never got to do it. That is some bad luck. Because they that didn't have sucks. time. And um, ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast listening land, if you didn't already know, Disney, Rise of the Resistance, I mean, I was going to videotape the thing so I would have it for posterity. And by the time I got to that big showroom with all those troopers, I put my phone away and went. Right. No, I, this I, is for me. This is, yeah, I need, I need, I need to experience this. Yes. And I've never, it's, there's, it's rare when... I am speechless after something. Oh, I took a couple of pictures here and there, but yeah, I've got for the pictures, most like, part. Yeah, like I'm was... looking. I'm looking at my my wallpaper on my computer, and it's and it is that trooper room. Oh, um, but amazing. But yeah, I just I I, I did, and I and I and I'm, and I'm equally excited because of the Avengers stuff that's happening out in Disneyland. Sure, and. It's opening in phases. It's still doing it the same way they did Star Wars. We're opening opening it in two phases. The first phase is going to have a Spider-Man ride, and the second phase is going to have this whole Avengers attraction. Which, as far as I can tell, they're basically using the Rise of the Resistance template for an Avengers attraction. Yep. Which I and I'm like, I am a hundred percent okay with that. Yep. Uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to go out there in September of this year for our anniversary. Because I've never been to those parks, um, but now we're like, mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I've I don't never know. Been to Calif- I've never been to California Adventure. I've been to Disneyland once in like 1989. I have never. The only times I've ever been out to California has been for work. Sure. Um, either I was filming something or something. Right. And so I've never like actually vacationed on the West Coast and by by any by any means. And so I'm really looking forward to actually doing those parks. My wife's done them, but she hasn't done them since she was a kid, essentially, or a teenager. So, yeah, so we, but that was going to be our actual anniversary trip this year. But, I mean, I don't know. After, after hearing what they released yesterday about how those, the Florida parks are going to work, I'm like, Urgh. I have two trips to this. Tugs at, tug, tugs, at, tugs at Nick of Shirt Uncomfortably. Right. I have two trips booked this fall. One is a very short trip in September mm-hmm. uh, where my wife and I are staying at Riviera. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And the, and honestly, we're going to, we're going to do that one no matter what the outcome is in terms of park stuff, because she, she really wants to stay at Riviera and she really wants to stay at Riviera while it's still new. Yeah. I'll tell you what we did. Cause on our last trip, like I said, we stayed at Caribbean beach. Right. And it shares, um, a footprint basically with the Riviera. Right. Um, and our, the building that we were in actually was five minutes walking to the Riviera. Yeah. We stayed at Caribbean beach, but we stayed. <laughs> at the out Riviera. Riviera. Yeah. You know, like we, I mean, it, we know we didn't like, like cheat and use their pool or any of that kind of garbage, but like Topolino's the restaurant. Mm hmm. Um, do, do the character breakfast there. It's amazing. It's the best character, character meal, character meals may not be a thing. It is. Oh, well, that's (laughs) true. Mm. Um, they are in Matt, they are in like full costumes, so maybe, but, but regardless, at some point that character breakfast is, is the best character breakfast on property now. Okay. Hands down between the food and the, and the character interaction. It's, it's easily the best one. Okay. Um, and the bar up on the the rooftop bar at the Riviera is really nice too. Yes, um, I cannot wait for that. It's the views are great, and yeah, it's a it's just a gorgeous it's a gorgeous resort. It really is. Um, my wife wants to stay there. I think we're gonna once we do another Florida trip. I think Riviera is going to be where we land, right, on that trip as well because I think we we're, we're ready to uh, we're ready to graduate from moderates. <laughs> Onto something else. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, Although, to be fair, Coronado Springs is our Coronado Springs for us is our home resort. Okay, we love it, and the Grand Destino Tower there is great. Um, that's it's a terrific, terrific addition to that resort. But yeah, we're ready. I want to stay at the Poly at some point. Kate really wants to stay at um. Like I said, at the Riviera, so I think I think we're gonna kind of graduate graduate on up. Yeah, we took we took the plunge last year and decided to do DVC. We have not pulled that trigger um, yet, and so our our home resort is is the Polynesian. Wow! But I do keep looking. I do keep looking on resale sites mm-hmm. to see if somebody has decided to get rid of their Riviera points because I think. I think we would buy more points if we could get points at the Riviera. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And the rooms, so, the, the way those rooms were appointed are gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it's just it is it's a stellar, stellar resort. But we have we have gotten so off track. Um, 
<laughs> is there anything else? Because I'll go ahead and wrap up. We've been at this for about an hour or so. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Um, okay, you know, cool. one, one, one other thing, I will say this. One of the things that I kept that I keep coming back to when I watch those those compilations is the the interesting um, mashup in the '80s of science fiction and westerns. Oh yeah, like your Brave Star, and um, you know there are a bunch of other similarly themed the, cartoons that the were... cowboys of the cowboys of Moo Mesa. Right. <laughs> those are the two that come to mind. Yeah. I know there's. I feel like there's. I feel like you're right. There is more. Yeah, there's like but, um, Galaxy Sheriffs or something like that. Yes. Um. I actually just Galaxy Rangers. Galaxy Rangers. Galaxy Rangers. That was the other big one. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was okay. Now we're getting now. Uh, now that's starting me thinking about something else. <laughs> Do you remember the Defenders of the Earth cartoon? Yes. Yeah. Um, most people don't. So congratulations. Um, I actually had all. I had all those toys as a kid too. Okay. Um, I had Lothar and Mandrake the Magician and Flash right. Gordon and the Phantom. And that, that, that was that was all of them. But yeah, that was actually a really. I actually went back and watched an episode of that on their own Prime. And those those were some really well made cartoons, sure, for characters that you know were from like the funny papers in 1930, and somebody in the 80s went, nobody cares about these guys yeah, anymore. I think these guys, I think these guys are in public domain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like we'll just make something out of them. Um, but yeah, I, that was another one that literally because of the, for some reason Galaxy Rangers went to Defenders of the Earth in my brain and. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about the Billy Zane Phantom movie. <laughs> okay, that one and the Shadow, Alec Baldwin's The Shadow. Yeah. Which, again, as I'm looking at my office, I have a complete collection of all the toys from that movie. <laughs> On card. <laughs> wow. Don't. Uh, I don't know why. I saw them on eBay and went, yeah, I'll buy these. <laughs> They were really cheap. Like they haven't been opened. They have like the KB discount red mark wow. through stickers on all of them. Like they, and it's all of them. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine figures and four vehicles. <laughs> and wow. I don't, I don't know why. I'm just like, I, I bought I think I just bought them because they were there and I was like, oh sure. Huh. Why not? Somebody's gotta somebody's gotta own them. <laughs> why can't it be me? Yeah, sure. Why not you? You know, I was okay. So, uh, different segue here. So, all the Western main cartoons, that's fine. I actually was a big fan also of the couple of Japanese imports that we got as a kid. If you remember a lot of those, like Battle of sure. the Planets, Battle of the Planets, and um, oh, what was the one? The Shoot, I don't even remember what I was thinking of. Uh, but Voltron and that kind of stuff. And Voltron was big. Speed Battle Racers the, and uh, Battle Battle of the Plants for for some reason is the one that always stuck with me. Okay. And I went back and P.S. I don't know if you know this. Seven Zark Seven, the little R two D two knockoff that was on Battle of the Planets. Right. Yeah, that was added for the Western audiences. Mm, that surprising. character was that character did not exist in the Japanese version of those cartoons. Also, those were primetime cartoons in Japan. So when you find them as Gatchaman, which is the actual name of the series, right. um, um, I found those a couple of years ago and went, oh, this is Balan Blanche. I'm going to watch these. Started watching them, and it was like, within like the first 10 minutes, it was like, nudity! And I was, 
And I went, I don't remember this when I was seven years right. old. I don't remember sitting around eating cereal in my flannel pajamas, seeing um, naked cartoon people. But yeah, they were like really like violent. And well, so was Voltron, apparently. Apparently the Go Lion series, like they killed characters off left and right. Yeah. As I, as I as I've heard that that's uh that's a pretty a pretty adult one as well. Yeah, so and I remember okay, so last memory story. I remember when if you I don't know if you remember this, maybe it was just where I lived, but before Voltron was like an actual cartoon to watch on television, they promoted the bejesus out of the Castle of Lions VHS, the origins of Voltron. And I remember seeing commercials oh. left and right on television for, you know, you, you know, buy or rent the Castle of Lions, the origin of Voltron. And I remember seeing that and it huh. blew my mind. And I went, this is the coolest. And we had one video rental store in our neighborhood called Images. And it was about as big as my living room. <laughs> and, and I remember going Did it have there. those swinging doors like your living room does, Patrick? It, no, it doesn't. Oh, okay. All right. That's a shame. But um, so you'd go in, and I remember <laughs> going in, and it was, and it was just like everybody else, just like you, just like we did. Everybody, it was a Friday after school, usually tradition. You go to the video rental store, yep. and you rent either a movie or a or a or an or video a game. Video game. Yep. A video game. Um, I remember going in for weeks and going, "Do you have Ultron?" Do you have Ultron? They were like, we have one copy, and it was never there. Oh, man. And I remember going in at like, every, like almost like Friday through Sunday, I would like convince my mom or my dad to take me by there, or and I would go there every week. And I remember finally, like months later, it was finally there. And I remember having it in my hands, and we took it home. And I remember like getting up like the next morning because no one would let me watch it in the living room that night. Because uh, like you know, like Fantasy Island is on or something. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> so I I remember popping in that VHS and watching it and getting literally forty five minutes into it and going, "This is going to give me my explicit rating on my show this week." Where the f- fuck is Voltron? <laughs> like, <laughs> like there he was. Like, like it was like you got all like the characters and like the bad guys, but there was no damn robot lions. And like I'm like almost an hour into this thing, and and Voltron literally doesn't show up until like the last 15 minutes of this <laughs> damn VHS tape. It's origins. And I was like, I remember. I, I think that may have been like my Ralphie, <laughs> be sure to eat your drink your Ovaltine moment. Right. Yeah. Where I was like, son of a bitch. I mean, I was just that disappointment I made was, you the man I you was, are today. I was, I was a broken. That was, that was the moment that I was broken. <laughs> My childhood mind was broken by the Castle of Lions origin when Voltron doesn't show up until like the last fifteen. Yeah, that's. I don't. I didn't realize I harbored such bitterness for the. This is like therapy now. I didn't realize I harbored so much bitterness. Thanks for, for listening, folks. Patrick and I are going to continue this conversation <laughs> off air. Because uh, right. I'm sure there's things that he needs to get off his chest. It all goes back to my dad. Um, <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, good old Voltron. But anyway, um, it's getting late. I know it's not as late where you are. Although I'm no. not sure. Are you central central time? No, I'm mountain time. Mountain time. Okay, here in Nash Vegas, it's almost 11:30, and uh, I have been up since who knows when this morning. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, not a problem. Thank you so for, much for having for doing me on. This. 
Do you have anything that you want to pimp or promote? Uh, if, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I, I'm at DWKII. I did. I used to do a couple of podcasts. Um, uh, I did a pop culture podcast called Podvocacy, P-O-D-V-O-C-A-C-Y. You can look that up. Um, I also did a podcast called The Everlasting Minute, which was a minute-by-minute breakdown of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, my gosh. That sounds brilliant. So, yeah, it was, it, that was a lot of fun. There's, you know, 99 episodes of that oh, um, out there at everlastingminute.com. Uh, those are the things I do. Awesome. Well, again, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm going to find a reason to get you back on because this has been too Sounds much good. fun. And literally, ladies and gentlemen, again, David and I have known each other again for roughly 15 years. This is the first time ever that we've, we have, that we've actually spoken to each other. Like right. with, with, with speaky words. Voices. Yeah. Not like teka, 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 teka on a keyboard right. or mush, 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 mush on a phone. <laughs> So this is this is a pretty epic moment. It is. This is this really is cool. Big, it is a, a long time coming. So it's a very long time. So again, I thank appreciate you, so you having much. me on. Yeah, uh, it's been great. All right, appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you later. <laughs> and uh, there you go. There's my conversation with my friend David. Uh, be sure to check out his Twitter uh, account and uh, give him a follow. And you can give me a follow too uh, at B Patrick Kramer on the Twitter. Uh, and uh, I'd like that. Uh, be sure to also uh, go out and give us a review on any of the many different platforms that the show is now showing up on, uh, including Spotify and uh, Google Play and now Apple Podcast. So please go out, find it on your podcast catcher, wherever it is. And if you can g- give a rating and review, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, um, if you're bored or just want to chime in on something that we've talked about or have an idea for a show topic, Give me an email at PK's Geek Kingdom. That's PKS Geek Kingdom at gmail.com. So please give me a, G- uh, a Gmail. Give me a Gmail. Give me a Gmail. Give me an email and um, I'll give it a read on the air and uh, we'll have some fun. So again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please share the show with others. Let's grow the uh, listening uh, audience for the show. I'd love that. And um, thank you for showing up each week, if you are. Uh, This is only the third week, so it's kind of an easy thing to do. (laughs) I promise I'll start recording more and more as we start growing that listening audience. So again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Laters. Laters.